You're listening to Left of the Dial. I'm your host, Andrea. And with me, as per usual, as of late, is my co-host, Kitsy. I got fired from all the tours <laughs> that I was on, so now I'm just home. You need to stop saying you got fired. You did not get fired. I got fired. Kitsy did not get fired. Kitsy got COVID fucks everything up for everybody. I got I got laid off due to budget cuts. Because of COVID cutting tours short. Yeah. We've got a familiar voice in the studio today, though, <laughs> so that's exciting. Yes. You'll, yeah, you'll remember Lily um, of Long Neck joined us in April of last year, so just just over a year ago. Oh, yeah. Um, to talk about what was at the time Long Neck's newest album, World's Strongest Dog, best titled album, yes. World's Strongest Dog. Um, in that same month, Lily, uh, you joined us for our second ever studio session. And I like back before we even had proper lighting. Today, Lily joins us because Long Neck has a new album coming out very soon. Soft Animal is due out on June 21st on Plastic Miracles, its first single, Gardener. We'll be hearing it a little later in the show. In the meantime, welcome to the podcast, Lily. Hey. Hello. It's so nice to be back. Hi. Hi, y'all. Welcome back. So nice to see you. I feel like we haven't seen you in like a year. Almost exactly a year. It's been wacky. (laughs) It's good to see y'all. And, and you've got a new album that we can't talk too much about yet, but, yeah. but we're super I'm excited. very, um, very excited uh, about it and excited about the single and the whole album and just the fact that um, I can still write music, maybe. <laughs> that's, that's kind of the biggest, <laughs> the biggest thing I took away from this is like, oh, yeah, maybe I can still do this. We'll see. Was, was that like a real or not real, but like that was something that was kind of weighing on you yeah the the album um was recorded to kind of prove to myself that like this is something that I am still able to do um mm-hmm. and was just kind of like me trying to prove to myself that I could still um do like do what I love without worrying about what people would think or Mm. um how it would be received on the internet which was like a which after like you know a year of world's strongest dog or I guess two years oh my god two years at this point (laughs) um god uh was like a big concern when that came out because you know you're stuck inside and you're hyper fixating on right Mm -hmm. yeah on like the one thing that's gonna get you out (laughs) and then when no one is out you kind of spiral a bit so, uh, God, that's such a good point. Jesus. Yeah. It's been a bleak couple of years for everyone, <laughs> I, I guess. I think I'm, I'm having a great time. Yeah, I'm, I, things have been fine over here. I think you're, you're a liar. Yeah. Kitty, you're a liar. <laughs> you can see it in their eyes. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of those things where if anybody says that, they're either a liar or, or I hate them. Like, there are yeah. the two options. I, I do not trust anybody who's been like, yeah, no, I'm good. Like, yeah. I don't trust them. <laughs> Mm-mm, no, I I love that you said, um, you know, without worrying or trying anyway, not to worry what people are going to think or how it's going to be received. I was so we've had a chance to hear the album and it is abs- Kitsy's heard half of it. It's delightful. Um, the half I've heard is delightful. It is oh, so you. gorgeous. I love it so much, but not but that's the wrong wrong conjunction there. Uh-oh. <laughs> but really, I mean, what no. were you thinking? Lily? And I was trying to figure out how to articulate this and. One thing, I I should not be hosting a music podcast because I do this like every week. And so this might not make any sense to anybody, but the songs feel like they like came up out of the ground. Like they feel very like organic and like 
yeah, nothing I, feels forced. Like, oh, it feels very natural. And it feels like an album that you were making sort of like for yourself, not in like a self-indulgent way, but just in like a very natural. It feels very honest, I guess, maybe is the the word that I want. Oh, thank you. I, like a lot of the songs were um, were songs that like or not a lot. Of, so this the album has nine songs uh, total. Um, but I like some of the songs were things that I had been like sitting on for a couple of years. Like there's a handful of songs that are like, like maybe two or three years old. Uh, the, the last song on the album, the, the, the song called soft animal that the album is named, I guess, after, um, Mm -hmm. took me like four or five years to write. So, um, it's been through many different forms. So I'm glad it like came out the way that it did. If it wasn't like a song that I've been sitting on, then it was something that I had written like the week that I started recording. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, at least like the opener, uh, Evergreen, is uh, one that I think I wrote and then recorded that day. Um, <laughs> so it's, it, it all kind of like, I didn't want to go into this with a plan. I kind of just wanted mm-hmm. to go in and see what happened. So everything. It's exactly how we do our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, sometimes going in without a plan could be the best, uh, the best feeling. I, I love that. Cause then the album can hopefully just be what it's going to be. Right. Like without trying to force it into anything. And it feels very unforced. Um, I'm excited for people to hear it. They're only going to get to hear one song today and they won't get to hear it until the end of the episode. I think we're going to make them. Ha-ha. Make them wait. Yeah, Ha-ha. the whole thing. It's right. We tricked you. Yeah, um, take so that, the, suckers. That's right. Please don't. Please don't turn. Please don't turn the podcast no, no, please, off. So please, please keep please, listening. Please. It's a very good <laughs> we need song. You. Please keep listening. <laughs> um, but you brought a handful of other songs uh, with you from other folks, and so before we jump into the first one, do you want to let us know a little bit about how you decided, like, what songs in general you were going to bring? Because we gave you no direction, <laughs> like, as we so, often do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so the one of the things that I did differently with this album, um, as opposed to like uh, our last two, is like I actually kind of sat and made a playlist of all the songs and all the artists that I really wanted to like, kind of uh, like feel inspired by, um, and I like wrote journal entries about like what I wanted this project to sound like and what I wanted it to like be and evoke. Um, so there was like a sense of planning in that direction, but as for what actually ended up being on the album, I was like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> see. we'll see what happens. So a lot of the art, it's the playlist is like 75% Amy Mann. Um, <laughs> because I was, and to this day, uh, listening to a lot of Amy Mann because she's, a, uh, the best. Um, <laughs> But, uh, now, now here's here's a question I have for you: Is is a playlist that seventy five percent Amy Mann? Is that too much Amy Mann? Is that not enough Amy Mann? Or is that just the right amount of Amy Mann? Uh, what's, w- what's the consensus? <laughs> you know, I would say that's maybe not enough. Um, okay, but I also like. I felt like if I only listened to Amy Mann, <laughs> that I would end up copying her straight up, and I, I didn't want to um, insult her like that. <laughs> Uh, so <laughs> I, I I took I took the percentage that I thought I could I could work with and then went from there. Um, 
But uh, yeah, every every other artist on there was like um, artists who experiment a lot with like textures or have like really minimal recording setups or mm-hmm. sounds or do like mostly acoustic or did like really more sparse, not quite acoustic, but not quite full band either um, kind of feelings. So I really just, I wanted to explore uh not like a new terrain, but like one that I hadn't found myself in for, I think since I started long neck when I was in college. So it was nice to revisit this kind of process a little bit. I'm sorry that I have to preface every sentence on this podcast with something, but there are words that like when I'm writing a review or something, I try to shy away from, but sometimes they're just right. And like, this the songs on this place all feel very like intimate, which I know is a kind of lazy shorthand, but it it does. It's they, true though. They, yeah, um, like thinking about what what unites these five songs. That's that's one of the things to me is that they just they all do feel very like again intimate. We should tell. We should let people listen to one of them. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we do that? So yeah, do you want to let us know and our listeners know what song we're about to hear? Yeah, uh, we are about to listen to Landy Hecht's "Going to Hell." Scared, I've always been scared by your 
This was a new one for me. <laughs> wow. I was I was not familiar and and you th- you think I would be cuz it's uh it's on Get Better Records. Yeah. Uh, better. Which is label that we love. Mm-hmm. Uh I feel like they're putting out records faster than I can listen to them. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. And they have like a new artist every week and they're all like stellar and yeah, that's incredible. The they, like they yeah. don't no, miss. Yeah. No. It's all all uh, all rippers, no fillers, as the kids say. <laughs> they do say that. that. Is that what the kids say? Yeah. I've heard the kids say that. I don't know what the kids say. That's what they're saying. I don't know. Lily just told you what they're saying. It's all rippers, no fillers. Oh, trust me, or <laughs> or don't. I mean, I don't. I don't have any better sources of information on that, so I'm just going to believe you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about this one? Yeah. Why? Why? Why this one? Why was this on your list? So, um. This whole album um, really struck me as like one that was that didn't have like a a lot of like didn't have like too much in it. Um, The album is called Going to Hell. So this is like the title track. Um, But this album really struck me as one that like it didn't have too much going on. And that really put the feelings and the the messages that Landy is like singing about um whether they be political or emotional at the forefront and especially with with this song with going to hell it 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 like that that drop is so that drop at the end is like so powerful and like mm-hmm. having the first half of the song just be like electric guitar and like kind of like almost chant like lyrics that kind of like I don't know like I, I listen to the song and I and I just want to like go like yeah like I want to I want to <laughs> get on a bus and like go like march somewhere as corny uh-huh. as that sounds it like no. it makes me I get it yeah it makes me feel like energized and like ready to like take on the world um and it's still like even if it has that kind of like kind of quiet simple beginning it's still so like powerful it's a classic drum beat the riff is sick like i just love the fact that at the end of it like just cussing uh, <laughs> which uh, long neck is a big fan of cussing this is a friendly <laughs> band uh, <laughs> um but yeah it, it just felt like something that was like really relatable and approachable and um like i i feel like as a songwriter looking at this at this song like i was like kind of absorbing the fact that like i don't need to like clog a song with like too Mm -hmm. much and i can Mm -hmm. make it like still i I don't want to say simple but like still like streamlined and effective and like good and i think Mm -hmm. landy like this whole album is like full of great examples of that kind of songwriting. Yeah, it's a really like I think like just kind of direct and frank. And that that chanting, I've been trying to get a handle on it and it's like like you said it's like it's kind of like the first time through I found myself kind of like guessing along with what the next with the end of the next line was going to be in a way I don't usually do and I think it's really interesting that it kind of does lead you that way, mm-hmm. especially because it does kind of like blow up at the end there yeah um, that's a really good way to put it like it, it blows good. up and it's mm-hmm. like direct and frank I, you you took the words out of what i wanted to say <laughs> <laughs> uh 
I will say it's also very cool because it's super different from the full band that Landy Hecht is in called Muncie Girls. Mm-hmm. Muncie Girls being like a very kind of pop punk emo uh, emo band at like, and they're amazing and they're loud and they're ferocious. And then like Landy puts out this like really lovely album. That's a little more restrained, but mm-hmm. still effective that, that when I was listening to this, when I was trying to figure out like how to do this album, that really, that like change really spoke to me as like, yeah, like it, this is, it's possible to keep that kind of, um, it, like to keep that artistic vision. There it is. Mm-hmm. And, sure. and like have these two different, um, sounding projects that still like, connect to each other in some degree. That rules. <laughs> I love that. It does. I have, again, nothing to say about this specifically, but I love so much where that at the end there that I live my life for other people. And then not in a good way, in a really shit, shit fucking, fucking way. way. Yes. yes. Yeah. Like there's no... Um, Artifice isn't really the word. How many times? Let's just see how many times I can almost say the word I want and not quite get there today. But it's like it, uh, science hasn't invented a number big enough true. for that yet. No. But yeah, yeah it's it, like simple lyrics that are so effective, and it's just like yeah, I feel that hardcore. Exactly. Well, I think there's also like just this, you know, juxtaposition of like really crafting a. Uh, a lyric that flows and is, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. clever and poetic and artistic. And then it's just like, yeah, in a shit fucking way. Like, yeah, it just, this just sucks. (laughs) Yeah. And like, sometimes it doesn't have to be like poetic or Mm -hmm. like crafty. Sometimes it could just be like, fuck this, this sucks and I hate it. And like, this is a shit fucking way to live a life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This sucks so much. I'm not even going to be like creative and clever about it. I'm just going to tell you it sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's the coolest. Yeah. That rules. Yeah. That rules. Speaking of the coolest. Speaking of, I was just going to say speaking of the coolest because what's the next song? Oh, yeah. It, oh, Kitty, do you want to do you want to say it or Not should anymore. I say it? We should we should let Lily say it. Yeah, we should let Lily so say it. You monsters. Uh, <laughs> monsters. I've been so nice. I know. No, I'm, I'm kidding. You're not. I'm, I'm so sorry. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, oh, no, no. I'm so don't sorry. apologize. Then I'll feel bad. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh no, we're in an endless Ouroboros of people saying sorry. I'm just gonna go. Like, um, uh, yeah, we'll be here until infinity. I have my friends from grad school, and I have a sorry dollar that we Venmo each other to get out of that. <laughs> That's very good. I love that. Yeah, it's useful. It's the best dollar I've ever spent. The song we are about to listen to is, of course, the classic by the coolest. Uh, it's "Went to L.A." by Francis Quinlan. Shaking in the donkey's mane I went to L.A. 
delighted when a francis quinlan song uh comes on especially when i'm not the one that put it on <laughs> like it just it just comes on on a playlist or something and i'm like yeah mm-hmm. hell yeah mm-hmm. um i've been a hop along fan for a long time and uh have always loved uh francis's voice in particular in fact the way i became a hop along fan is um Francis did a feature on uh, one of Restoration's like early songs. Oh wow! And I remember Philly supporting Philly. I love hell that. yeah. <laughs> but I remember hearing. I'm like, what is that voice? I need more of that voice. Mm-hmm. And I, I found out that they they were in this band Hopalong, and so I immediately was like, I need everything Hopalong's ever done, which at the time was only like one record. Um, but now it's like three, I guess. Uh, four. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> This is the part of the show where Kitsy proves how well they know Hopalong's catalog. <laughs> Listen, I don't know how many records they have. I just know I like all of them. Okay. There you go. Hey, Kitsy, prove to, prove to me that you're such a Hopalong fan. <laughs> prove to me that you're not a Hopalong poser. Oh, do I have to name three of their songs? Otherwise, yeah. I can't wear their t-shirt. Three of their songs are bust. Oh no, I can't. I don't. Mambo number five. Mambo number five. <laughs> yep. With arms um, wide open. Obviously, with arms oh, wide open, the classic, classic, the yeah. classic hop along song. Yeah. I can't even I think, can't of, think of, of another song, song to do a bit. Uh, you'll with. find that "Don't Stop Believing" I think is their number one. That is so. yes, and for good reason, obviously. Yeah, yes, obviously. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Francis put out this solo record in 2020, which I believe we covered on a very early episode of the podcast. Caleb and I, I think, covered it. Francis's songwriting is always a little weird to me. Yeah, and I, I mean that in a good way. Like, it's like, I, you know, I feel like so many songs you listen, it's like, yep, this is verse, this is the chorus, this is the verse, this is the chorus. And, and Francis has some songs like that. But, like, the the writing always seems a little more meandering in a way that I'm never really sure which way we're going to go. Um, and I think the solo record especially felt like that to me. Um, but this song in particular really felt like an early hop-along song in... Uh, in a way that a lot of the other songs on this solo record didn't, mm-hmm. um, which I, I, I mean, I enjoyed the whole record, but I really liked this one. That was it. Kind of really felt like a throwback to, um, to that first record to me. Yeah, the this like their way of approaching songwriting to me feels very like conversational, but mm-hmm. also like they are telling 
I don't even want to say a story. It's like they're telling a myth. Like there's something very mythological yes, about yes. Francis Quinlan's songwriting. It's like but, when you read like an epic poem for like school or or yeah. whatever, and it's just like I don't know. This is going to sound silly. I don't know what anyone is talking about. There's a there's a, a cannibal and someone's dragging their son out, and none of that seems connected. But if you somehow it is, it, it also kind of feels like you showed up like a quarter of the way into the story and didn't get the setup. Exactly. I love that. The myth thing, it sounds to me that this song was, that there is there is some like epic poem out there that I've never read and that Francis has chosen somebody from that poem to inhabit and is writing from that perspective. Exactly. And I, I don't think that's the case though, which makes this crazy like yeah what is going on i love it so much this song is spooky in a way that i can't even put my finger on for that reason i think i guess i did just put my finger on it that's the reason because it's spooky it's spooky because well because it's this it's spooky it just like it's feels spooky. like it came out of the ether this way like i don't know i don't know there's there's something very like ethereal or like just not I don't know. Yeah, just, it's Francis is on some other level that we're not on. <laughs> exactly. That's 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 what it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I love that. It's like the the reason I chose this song. It, it like it was one that I kept coming back to. Like even when it first came out, um, where like again, there's like this kind of like on first glance of the lyrics, there seems to like be this disconnect. But then, um, and like you know, I'm saying this two years later after the album comes out, I still don't know <laughs> really what this song is about, yeah. but um, like, I feel like on further analysis, it's just like, Oh yeah, they, they went to LA as the song says, and then like had a weird experience there. Um, but then they like kind of wrote about it in this way. That's like, it makes me feel like if an archeologist came across it yes. years later, it would be some like creation myth or like yes. even like even the chorus itself like heaven is a he heaven is a second chance is like what is it? i i don't know what it means but i love it it's beautiful it like i feel like that's the one of the clearer parts of this song where it's just like this feeling of relief and um like assuredness um, that just kind of makes you feel at peace and like, okay, things are going to be okay. Cause the song like lyrically is chaotic mm -hmm. and it could be just like the story that they're telling is just like the, all these chaotic things happened to me when I was in LA, but then the chorus brings it all together in a way that still feels like this doesn't fit, but it does fit and it kind of fits perfectly mm -hmm. like i don't it, i don't know how they do it <laughs> yeah you couldn't touch these lyrics mm -mm. like there's nothing where you could be like actually i think the deaf man fleeing the barn should come after the summoning horses like it just like it just no. is mm -mm. this is exactly what it needs to be and i don't even know what it is yeah <laughs> um, yeah exactly <laughs> somebody is like reprocessing all these things or all these like moments that happen to them. And then they're like, they're letting them kind of like wash over them. Um, 
like I get the feeling of like floating in in the ocean almost of but like not in like a bad way but like I'm going to the beach kind of way (laughs) yeah that I hadn't thought about it that way but that is what's going on right like um there's all this the most like coherent or like the the clearest moments are these like sure sure I went to LA like oh the humiliation of having been perfectly understood um there's another where's the line about oh men always end up telling you the truth I can see it now and it's like all of that stuff is it sounds to me like the in the moment now and then all of the summoning horses and the cannibal in the kitchen and all of that stuff is the what they're reflecting on right what they're kind of processing and working through Uh, like even even the line about like the owner of the laundromat like giving them a ride home because she saw francis come in alone is like that i i don't know why but that line specifically like i immediately was just like in i was Mm -hmm. like this is this is it like that's such a vivid and almost mundane just thing to put in a song and Mm -hmm. then to follow it up with the chorus of heaven is a second chance is like this kind of mind-blowing and i Mm -hmm. i I can't i can't explain it but it it just is Mm -hmm. um also musically just kind of that same feeling that i got from the landy hecht song of like this kind of sparse uncluttered power pop song but with like, I think more kind of folk based layers to this mm-hmm. than going to hell. Like the slide, I think is super effective. Um, the vocal layering, like, and Francis's like singing and guitar playing have always been like really, I like, I, I almost envision it as like, controlled by their actual breathing like okay. the, the way there's like get like gaps or pauses between their phrases or their playing that is like it's almost like they're taking like a minute to recollect and it's like it just feels like a super effective way of conveying whatever you're trying to to write about and i think with them especially like they write such emotionally like intense or these like mystical songs about the human whatever you want to call it (laughs) condition um whatever uh that it's like everyone needs a moment to like kind of sit back and just like check in with themselves and I feel like Mm -hmm. that's kind of how they approach performing or playing or singing also they have like the craziest voice <laughs> in indie and it's like so power it's like a powerful whisper mm-hmm. yeah just mm-hmm. a god a I, powerful whisper that is yeah yeah you shouldn't be able to have both of those at the same time no <laughs> like, no but it's it's like the coolest voice. Mm-hmm. It's the most amazing voice. Like I said, that was what, what hooked me originally was like, I, I heard that voice in a restoration song and I was like, I need more of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it it's, turns out there was more and I was very delighted by that. <laughs> <laughs> we can all be thankful. Yes. I hope Francis Quinlan never stops making music. <laughs> they can't. We can't let them. Yes. I mean, also if they want to, that's, you know, <laughs> that's also fine. <laughs> they should do whatever's I in their heart. I respect that. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I hope what's in their heart is that they never stop. Yeah. Because I never want to stop listening to it, is the thing. 
I think maybe now we should maybe stop now listening next song. <laughs> What's next? Well, yeah, what are we listening to? Y'all are amazing. Um, so <laughs> this uh, this next song we're going to hear is Shannon Lay's recording fifteen.
just want to give my love to you but i'll keep it for now now why this one this one so this whole album is well it, it, this whole album is is like acoustic or played on like a clean tone mm -hmm. electric like it's super ethereal mm -hmm. um when this album came out like i found myself envisioning like being in a super like green foresty place mm -hmm. near the ocean um which if you look at the album cover it's shannon lay on a rock by the ocean mm -hmm. on a gray day which is like my ideal time That's to go to the beach literally the only um, time i want to be down the shore Okay, yeah. yeah. Thank Otherwise, you. I burst into flames yeah. if the sun's out. Yeah. Okay, literally, anytime I tell somebody I don't like going to the beach unless it's like cold, dark, and rainy, I get weird looks. That's well, the best time oh, to go. I hate, it's I the hate best to time. do this on this podcast because anybody from anywhere can listen. But Lily, aren't you from Jersey? I am. Did you say go to the beach? Listen, <laughs> Lily, what are listen, we doing here? We didn't, we didn't go down the shore a whole lot. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't go down the shore. I know. Okay. We didn't go down the shore a whole lot. I'm like the beach in general. Like okay. go to any beach. Any beach. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. You're Next right. I'm sorry. You know, she's going to be pumping to... her own. How, yes! how, know, dare, how dare you call me out? How dare <laughs> these, this goldfinch color? How dare you? You're right. You're right. I'm so sorry. I'm... I, for the listener, I pointed to my goldfinch <laughs> tattoo. It's a state bird in New Jersey. State bird. Um, don't even try to test me, listeners. Like, I don't know the state bird in New Jersey. State animals, the horse. State bird is abolished. There's no more state bird. Uh, hey, uh, what's a state dinosaur? It's the Hadrosaurus Folky, right? Hadrosaurus Folky, that's right. Because I lived I in Haddonfield. Did not oh, know hell yeah. that, that there were state dinosaurs. Yeah, well, I well not every states. state. Not every state has a state dinosaur. Most states have state fossils. Um, there are like a handful of states, including New Jersey, that have state dinosaurs. But like, New York state fossil is the sea scorpion and Vermont's Ooh, is like one cool. single beluga whale fossil. Oh, I thought it was going to be Bernie Sanders. <laughs> hey! Because he's old. This is how you can tell that I'm just a lunatic who has one thing that I care about in my life and it's Jersey and Lily's like a well-rounded person who can name other facts from other places. And I'm just like... <laughs> you have yet to acknowledge other places even exist. I'm try I try well, not to. Outside of New Jersey... What's like what is do you, there? Do you want to do you want to hear a dirty little secret, Lily? Have you never been to New Jersey? Is that what you're about to tell of me? Of course, I've been to New Jersey. Okay, then nothing else could surprise me. <laughs> Andrea, stop! I have to cut this from the podcast. Does not currently live in New Jersey for the first time in my life. I am temporarily staying here at Kitsy's temporarily while we figure out what's happening, where the studio is going to go, so that I don't move an hour away from it. And my spirit. My, it, it's so thin. It's just shriveled. I. It's, oh, it's come, come back to the garden state. Honestly, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll be well, back. I guess South Jersey really isn't also the world. <laughs> oh. I love that you said it because it's my show, but also that hurt. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> this. This is the last thing I'll say about New Jersey. The last no, thing. No, it's not. But. I'll for pretend now. it is yeah. for, for now. now, for now. Um, it's the best state for a reason. It's the spookiest state. And, um, okay. Wait, hold I, on. But, you're but I also, but I also don't want to die here. So, oh, that's, you're, you're, you're going to have to justify that statement. 
what that it's the best state and the spookiest state the spookiest state okay well okay first this of all a whole new podcast this is a podcast within a podcast and if we don't finish the other one it's fine um <laughs> first of all okay weird new jersey being like the the whole like catalog of things that have of terrible things that have happened in new jersey and spooky things and creepy things we've Name got three the jersey the, devil the, the monkey man of Hoboken. how also not real dare you what um is- the uh the devil what uh devil's tree devil's tree um Um, clinton road we've got several different gates to hell now you're just yeah there's like various various gates you told us to name three (laughs) things literally said name three we've named more than already (laughs) yeah but these could be anything but they're not they're they're the things that we're saying i mean like you know I, I could just start naming shit too, like the post office. But here's the Home difference. Depot. No, because here's the difference is that it is archived. Yeah. Where? Literally weird New Jersey. There, there have been reports of the Jersey Devil for the last like 350 years. Um correct. The and first one was right around my birthday in Camden. That's not the I guess the first one, because the first one was in the Barrens. But anyway. Oh, in Camden, you mean uh, East Philadelphia? County. Camden oh, County. Philadelphia, you mean West Camden? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I'm getting riled up. I, know, I, love Jersey. I, I love stirring up Jersey, uh, Jersey, <laughs> Philly rivalry shit. It's it's I because here's the thing. I don't care at all. Mm-hmm. It just it. It, good i don't care either it, i don't care at all yeah <laughs> I, I actually I've never cared I actually it's, it's actually really funny Whatever. that you think i care because yeah. i don't care so see that's it's just it delights me when people get riled up about it <laughs> well because you know what it is it's like if anyone from out of jersey yes. starts talking smack about new jersey it becomes like uh it, it like it, it becomes like a source of like contention like oh, it's yeah. just like oh how dare you but like jersey jersey people talking about how like jersey shit talking jersey like that can only like you, you can, can only shit you, talk Jersey if you're, if from, you're from New Jersey. Jersey. Yeah, yeah, it's only okay yeah. when we do it. <sighs> anyway, we're here to talk about music. I think <laughs> I forget what podcast we're even doing. Um, right, Shannon Lay, recording fifteen. Right, so this album, like, I really love how bare boned and uh, just like forward it is. Um, because it is just like her and her guitar, and then sometimes there's like some kind of background not even like a drone noise but some like some kind of other texture that she throws in there and it's very it's it's very calming to me um and just like her style of like finger picking too is is so classic and effective and really like keeps keeps the ball rolling i guess is a weird way to put it but it's like this is one of those albums that when I listen to it, I'm like transported to this this like green foresty ocean area that I want to listen to it by grammatically that wasn't great, but I think no, you know what I'm you. trying to say. Yep. Thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I remember when we were on the West Coast driving um, driving up the California one. Um, (laughs) from, I, from like Arcadia or Acadia to Oregon. And it was like a gray rainy day. And we were just on the coast. Like I put this album on and I forced everyone to listen to it because it was just like (laughs) peaceful and like it, 
it just, it felt like good driving music and good, like watching the world music. And it just, I don't, there's something about this album when, when I listen to it, it feels like things slide into place for me. Yeah. I like um, that. I love that. Yeah. And, and I think there's like this song too, like thematically is maybe most similar to, hmm. to Gardner. Um, there is this like sense of longing or like, I just like, you kind of throw your hands up and are just like, I don't, I just don't know what to do mm-hmm. about how I feel anymore. Um, but uh, yeah, it like, it. I just, I really love the way that she, that uh, like that this song is just recorded. And I love that it doesn't even have like, a fancy name it's just recording 15 it's like i'm putting it all out there i can't even give it a name it's just like this is what it sounds like this is what i have to say and i'm gonna walk away from it now um yeah i i just i love i love everything she did about it or with it i think it's i'm i feel like i should have a soundboard and one of the things on it says i'm not a musician so i tend to be a lyrics first consumer of music and this one, I think, is the mm-hmm. most, or I guess is the least, like, dressed up. It's so, um, like, plaintive, I think, maybe, is is the word I want. It's a good word. And, yeah, I think that it's interesting in a list of songs that I think do, a lot of them do have some stuff going on where I'm like, huh. I don't totally know what's going on here, but I like it. The song, it is just all, it's just all right here. Yeah. It, it, it feels very much like, like, a, a, like a, she wrote a letter to this person that she's interested in, or like they're having yes. a very mm-hmm. frank conversation with each other. It's like, it's getting a glimpse into what is really mm-hmm. like a hard kind of discussion, just being super vulnerable and, like yeah. laying yourself bare for somebody to mm-hmm. kind of pick apart, which is always <laughs> scary and nobody mm-hmm. likes, but sometimes has to be done. Yeah. That that also that song, this song feels yeah. like a song that she's just like, well, I guess I got to do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just like, fine. Yeah. It's like, fine. You want to know how I feel? I'll fucking I'll tell, tell you. We're it's, both it's, going to regret it later. It's but. like this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, leftos. It's Andrea. And me, Kitsy. From the past or the future or from right now, depending on when you're listening to this episode, we're here to tell you about all the very cool stuff you're missing out on if you're not keeping up with us at leftofthedial.fm. That's right. Head over there now to check out tons of album reviews and essays by our fantastic music writers, and you'll get to watch our incredible live sessions with bands like Teenage Bigfoot, Take Today, and Proper. And you can pick up those live sessions at leftofthedial.bandcamp.com so you can take them with you wherever you go. It's also a great way to support us and the musicians you love because we split all of our profits with the artists there right down the middle. You can also join our Patreon, where we'll have lots of behind-the-scenes footage, early access to live sessions, performances that you won't be able to find anywhere else, and lots of pictures of my perfect dog, Pacey. Oh, he's so good. Follow us on Twitter at Left of the Dial PC and Instagram at Left of the Dial FM to keep up with everything we're doing and to see even more pictures of my perfect dog, Pacey. Oh, and right now we're also looking for new music writers who want to get paid to write for us. So send our editor-in-chief an email with some writing samples and or pitches at jen at leftofthedial.fm. That's leftofthedial.fm. Celebrating independent music. Characters welcome. Never go to the post office again.
What's uh, what was next on the list? So uh, this song is actually by an old band from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a uh, Ghost Light with Strangers. familiar with until yeah, I started doing my, you know, pre-show research. Yeah, I was excited to to learn about these guys. How did you, do you know how you, do you remember how you found them? Because they haven't been, they haven't made music in what, like seven, I think 2015? Yeah, so I I discovered them actually while I was a senior in high school. Um, there was like the, a very cool girl who came to school for like the one year um, and she was like, you know, and then the I had alt- to transfer, but it's you had to transfer. Yeah, then yeah, fine. yeah. It was a real, it was a real bummer not yeah. getting to know you. Um, but here we but, are. But here we are. Here we are, reconnected. <laughs> uh, but she was like, you know, the 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 alt girl that was like definitely like punky and folky, and I was like, that's like it's like I kind of want to be that person. <laughs> I want to be yeah. when I grow up. Yeah. yeah. Um. But Still you know, we're in this <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. But it's like, oh, we're in the same grade, and. <laughs> 
whatever. Um, but she, I, she had like a ghost light sticker or something. And I remember just being like, well, I like ghosts and I like light. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, well, I looked them about? up. Yeah. And then I found, um, ghost light and, uh, they had this song, um, called be brave. That was like, Oh, when I was an angsty 17 year old, 16, 17 year old, I was just like in my room blasting that on my eye lamp. <laughs> like, just that just that one song on repeat. Uh, it's just like very comforting. He's got like a very comforting, comforting baritone. And yeah. that song especially was like, you know, it was just a banjo and like this, hu- these huge like folk swells. And I was like, and still I'm super into the Decemberists and mm-hmm. like was very into folk punk. And I was like, these are my interests that are combining now. Um, so then when I was like uh, a year or two in college, I found out that they had released an EP that had strangers on it. And that was kind of like, uh, uh, that, that became like my next, like, plug this into my eye lamp lit, lay in bed when I'm feeling, when I'm an angsty 19, 20 year old, like uh-huh. um, very like lots of feelings, lots of big, like indie folk rock f- swells and still like a very comforting voice and like lyrics that just like felt really like relatable at the time. Um, Especially with strangers, like, although you are a rich kid with the poorest excuses of problems, <laughs> really thought you needed me to solve them. I was like, mm, yeah, the person, <laughs> the person I'm like interested in, this could it's be like about them. Right uh, there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so it was like, I chose this song for today because like, this is, you know, as someone nearing her thirties now, um, like this is still an album I like will go back to as like wanting to kind of reconnect with this mm-hmm. younger angsty version of Lily who like had all these feelings and didn't really know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like, I really love the way that these songs are arranged and how the lyrics are ar- arranged as well. And it just, everything just feels like it flows super fluidly and like uh I, I just I love this band and I'm so <laughs> sad that like they stopped being a band and didn't release another album because they were like they're still one of my favorites and I think everyone should listen to Ghostlight because their stuff's on Bandcamp mm-hmm. and it's all very good. And we'll put links yeah. to everything in the show notes, of course. And Lily, yeah. of course, we have a surprise for you today. In fact, we have the band here in the studio to reunite <laughs> for a one-off performance oh just God. for you. What? No way. They're definitely a band I'm going to go back and listen to now. Me they, too, yeah. I, I really enjoyed absolutely. this song and I want to hear more. I also thought the person you have singing with you, before I saw the credits of it, I thought it was maybe this singer. And I was like, oh, I wonder if that's why it's on here. I mean, to an extent, like, I did choose this song because, like, vocally, it's very similar to who's singing with me on the song. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because, like, this is, I think, the only, like, real full band EP that Ghostlight put out. Oh. Um, before, it was just um, him. I, it was, like, him just in his room in Philly, I think. It was like the early days of Philly DIY, <laughs> from what I can understand. <laughs> of The early days of bedroom pop. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But uh, yeah, like I revisited this one a lot because even though it was like a full band, it still had like, it still kind of kept to its folky indie uh, history and like identity that it still had when it was just him. And now like with this full band, it sounds fuller, but it's still like really texturally interesting and like not super. I come back to this word because I like, it's something that I like worried about while I was recording this album. It's just like, it's not super cluttered. Um, Mm -hmm. And everything it's like everything feels like it's in its right place and it just like this is an album that when i listen to it i feel grounded even when i feel like very emotional for something Um, (laughs) could be anything if it's good for me it could be literally anything literally anything yeah these days could be anything (laughs) this one is a really good example of what i was trying to and what you just said now what I was trying to articulate earlier about these songs all feeling like they like sprung up from the ground in like it's it's because they all do feel so um settled and mm-hmm. they don't feel like anything's out of place and it 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 feels like if you shook them like nothing would would shift around you know right. does that make any no that makes perfect sense yeah it's a great album your caves is like the one of the more heartbreaking songs I've ever heard, but um, that's for you to listen to and find out, and me to listen to later um, <laughs> again. So before we get to your your single, we have one more song. Oh, that's literally what that's literally. Talking. I was gonna say we have <laughs> one more song. Do you do, do you want to drive the podcast? No. no. What did you pick? I picked Amy Mann's Patient Zero. They served you champagne like a hero When you landed someone carried your back From here on out you're Patient Zero Smelling ether as they hand you the rack Life is good You look around and think I'm in the right neighborhood But honey, you just moved in Life is grand And wouldn't you like to have it go as planned Go as planned Hip, hip, hooray, hocus pocus With some magic you can
handsome that a villain ended up with a part. You paid your respects like a ransom to a moment that was doomed from the start. It's Amy Mann. What? What? You can't go wrong. Like this is okay. Yes, Amy Mann. You cannot go wrong. Um, I love this track for so many reasons. One, because it is a diss track uh, about Andrew Garfield. Um, I did not know this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say more. Say so much more. She, what? She. So she met Andrew Garfield once, and like, I guess I've heard two different versions of this story. Where it's like she met him and the first version is uh, she thought that he thought he was or she thought he was too big for his britches. <laughs> or the other version is she met him and um, she thought that Hollywood was going to eat him alive. Oh. Um, I hope so, it's the second because I've heard good. I, I care way too much about celebrities. I'd like to pretend I <laughs> don't. But like I've heard he's a nice guy, I think. And that would make me sad. By all accounts, he seems nice. I, I feel like it. If it is the first, he just didn't know who she was, mm. um, which is like, how dare you? But yeah. also, I know, whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, it like the song is about it's like a war. It's a song warning Andrew Garfield not to like get not to get too big headed. I love. <laughs> uh, it's very good. <laughs> like I didn't think the song could get better, and now what a wild thing to write a song about. <laughs> she. She's amazing. Look, she no, can she can do whatever she wants. Obviously. <laughs> I'm not I'm just I'm not like mad. I'm just impressed. It's I listeners, I want you to scrub back to the beginning of the song, re-listen to it with that knowledge, and then meet us right back here. Yes, mm-hmm. we'll wait. Yeah. Okay, so right? Right? <laughs> She calls him honey, which is so condescending. I love it. I love it. It's so funny. The Like the zinger for me is at the very end when she's like, um, uh, life is good. You think uh, you look around and think you're in the right neighborhood, but honey, you don't belong. Um, which is like, Ooh, it's, Ooh, she really got him. Uh, <laughs> but like, this is, I, like, she's savage. Amy Mann is such like a master of like metaphor and imagery mm-hmm. and like and she's also like I think in the scheme of like the songs that I've picked out for today this is like one of the more abstract one of the I mean I realizing now that we listened to the Francis Quinlan song we were like <laughs> I don't know what this is about but it's good but um I feel like she is also like a master of 
abstract lyricism, but I think her threads are a little easier to follow, Mm -hmm. which is not a slight to Francis Quinlan at all. I think they have very different styles of writing. Um, I think Amy is very good at doing kind of like a tongue in cheek and kind of like, Mm -hmm. kind of like writing these like, not diss tracks, but she'll write a few. She's got like some real like hard hitters in there. (laughs) I've now Uh, made it a life goal of mine to have Amy Mann write a diss track about me. Oh, that's my life goal. That's the dream. I don't know how to make that happen. But meet it, meet her at a party and think you're too good for yeah. <laughs> for the party. I guess I would never. I would never. Mm-mm. I would die to be at the same party <sighs> as Amy Mann. Um, she's great. But uh, she'd write a song about this weird girl died at my party. <laughs> wouldn't stop talking about Ghostlight. <laughs> I don't it's even know all- what that is. <laughs> is that that weird metal band that wears the makeup? <laughs> It's all coming back, folks. It's all coming back. I got to tell you, there's this video on YouTube (laughs) of Ghost. Uh, The way they open their show is they have a big, like, white screen in front of them. And the the guitar player comes out and starts the song. Like, you see the shadow of him on the screen. It's very dramatic. And then the band hits and the screen drops. Except in this one video in, I believe it's in Reno, the screen doesn't drop. Like it gets stuck and you see like a roadie behind it, like pulling on it frantically, trying to get it to drop. And the band's just like rocking out behind the screen. It's hilarious. Oh, no. it's, it's so spinal tap. I fucking love it. <laughs> I, I'll send you the link. It's it's just, it's so delightful. Please do. Oh, so I, I gotta to see, like, see it. Just to see like a band that like, you know, I think for them, like what they do is pretty tongue in cheek, but just to see a band like at that level that like has this like serious show and just like shit like that goes wrong. And it's just, I don't know. It's funny to me. I love that. I love that shit so much. Yeah. And I think the even funnier thing about it is they the band just like rolled with it like it was normal. Mm-hmm. Like they they, they, <laughs> co- they completely treated it like absolute professionals. It was fantastic. Bless. Yeah. Bless. Love to see it. Anyway, uh, this is not a ghost podcast. But it could I be. I would love to talk about ghosts, but I will need to well, that, learn more about We can talk about ghosts. ghosts all day long. Love I love those guys. Those freaky little weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> I love them. What's their fucking deal? Yeah. Has anyone always chasing Pac-Man around? Yeah. (laughs) Has anyone else here ever seen a ghost? I've seen two or three. Okay. Story time. Two or three too many. I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. If I ever saw a ghost though in real life, I'd be done. I'd be done. I I would never come back. You'd be your own ghost. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell us. Tell us about your ghost, Lily. So in my. Jersey suburb, my, my Jersey suburbs. When we first moved there, when I was seven in Glen Ridge, moved into an older house, and this half uh, a week after we moved in, I saw a skeletal hand oh, right no, by skeletal right by our clothes hamper in our room, and it was going like this. No, it was beckoning. And I and then I got up and walked over, and it vanished. And I, being seven, was like, okay, I'm gonna go back to bed. Um, and I did. And a, I just a little bit of advice. I guess for you, it's too late, but for our listeners, if a skeletal hand beckons you, do not. Do not follow it. It might have candy. It did not have candy. How do you know? Did you follow it? Yeah. Yeah, I went over to where it was, and then it it vanished. Oh. And then I went back to bed because I was like, okay. So so it was fine. I would never sleep again. It was fine. Yeah. And and in that same house, I saw a little girl in our laundry room. Worse. um, Ducked behind a a hamper. (gasps) Um, 
And then years later, uh, we were in Scotland on like oh, a vacation. That's, that's okay. If I saw a ghost in like Scotland, I'd be like, yeah, of yeah, course. Obviously yeah, there's a like, ghost here. Obviously yeah. this is here. Yeah. If it's any, not going to follow me home. If any place is haunted, it's fucking Scotland. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, 100%. We were like touring this underground city in Edinburgh and I felt prickles on the back of my neck and I turned around and I saw like a boot, like one of those like, um, like pilgrim looking shoes with the buckles, like uh-huh. turn a corner so I went to go look and there was like a staircase with a door at the top. But there was like no light on Mm-mm. under the door and there was nobody there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that was weird. Um, that rules. That's you should um, you should get in ghosts. touch with with Caleb, um, who used to oh, be on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. he's got a new um, he's got a new podcast now called Possibly Normal. Um, and it's all like these little like five minute bite sized ghost stories. But they're like very like they're not trying to convince anyone of anything. It's yeah. like, it's like yeah. here is how it happened to me as best I can explain it. Yeah. Yeah. I um, like they'd be perfect for that. That's kind of how I go about these like quote unquote ghost sightings. Like I say I saw three ghosts when in reality, like I saw three things. I don't know what they were. Were they ghosts? It would be cool if they were. I can't prove um, that they weren't. Can't prove that they weren't. Can't prove that they were. Um but uh yeah, I love ghosts, and yeah. and I will grow to love Ghost, the metal band. <laughs> you don't need to love them; you just need to check them out. I will respect them. Okay, there you go. Okay, I mean they're uh, very good musicians. I believe and the it. new record. I like. I don't want to like it. I but, don't. I don't want to like it, but I but, do. But hmm. that's how they get you. It's just that's really good. How they get you? Hey, don't you have a new song out? Yeah. <laughs> Is that I did. Are, are I you did, good? For, is there anything else you wanted to say about Amy? I do. I have a, like a just like a, a one more thing to say, say about as Amy. Much as you want. Oh yeah, go ahead. Okay. Okay. I can, I can do my hey. Don't you have a new song out thing again later? Okay. <laughs> so I, I was telling Andrea I almost sent five different Amy Mann songs because literally I was only listening to Amy Mann um, for like most of the album writing and recording process. And we would um, just rolled right with that that's too. What I said. Yep. Yeah. I, like I just she's just so oh, she's just so good like she's so cool she's just so yeah. cool but also like the way that she arranges songs like it's so like she makes every song beautiful and it could be like like every album is different too mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. album mental illness also first of all incredible album <laughs> title um <laughs> second of all incredible album but it's like so it's so like similar to these other songs in the playlist that i sent where it's like they're more direct they are more like acoustic driven with like some kind of ethereal undertones there's like a a little bit more composition it's not super heavy on percussion or anything and like the lyrics are super vivid and beautiful but it's not heavy um impatient zero especially is it's like the song that i just go to whenever we're doing like a mic check at a show um because it's so um addict like addictive is a weird way to put it but it's just like it's it's one of my favorite songs to sing um but also like the idea of writing of amy man writing a diss track is just 
very funny to me. Um, I think but we need more just diss the tracks. most beautiful yeah. diss track. It's, though. like that's the thing. It's so gorgeous. Yeah, it. I'm, she's yeah. hard to talk about. Like it's so good. It, I yeah. know that that's sort of what we. That's like what we're supposed <laughs> to do here. But I just like want to put my fist through her songs. They're so good. <laughs> do you know what? Like I'm just like, yeah. They're they're layers, and she like mixes things up so much. And that's like as a as a musician, that's something that I like really want to learn how to do and master. Like I, her, the last she put out an album this past fall that's so like orchestral and almost jazzy. And I think this is the one that came out before that one. And then the one that came out before that one was more like indie rock mm-hmm. forward. So like she's a uh, she's a musical. She's a musical comedian, chameleon. <laughs> a she's, musical chameleon. But she's God. also a musical comedian. So you weren't wrong. True. Like yeah. she does it all. Uh, yeah, she's got a good sense of humor, by mm-hmm. all accounts. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm going to tell you something, and and Andrea can vouch that this is true. Um, when we were, I have no idea if I'll be able to vouch. You will for this being true. You will because so it's know. a thing that just happened like an hour and a half ago. Okay, you saw a ghost. We were recording this podcast an hour and a half ago, but sure. <laughs> okay, so it was like two hours ago when we were when we were listening to to part of the record. Oh yeah, and and I I said like I definitely hear the Amy Mann oh, influence on this. Absolutely, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes. That's a true thing that came out of my mouth. It absolutely and I, did. I meant it then, and I still mean it I now. I can vouch for oh. them. They said it, and you weren't even there to hear it. Yeah, so. that that makes me so fucking happy, <laughs> Kitsy. You have no idea. Oh, that just made my night. Wow. Fantastic. <laughs> So glad I could do that for you. Wow. Yeah, that's... I mean... There was like a moment over the summer where like if I didn't listen to Amy Mann at least once a day, I would break out into hives. Um, (laughs) Was I like in a good place? No. No. But... (laughs) But was Amy there for me? Yes. Yes. And that's what counts. (laughs) That is, at the end of the day, that's what counts. Um. Yeah, this is an untouchable song by an untouchable artist who is like the best in her field, in her game, in her whatever. She's just ugh, can do no wrong. Truly, truly. I, again, I, nothing I could say about her. Yeah. No. Even if she does associate with Ted Leo, who apparently we have a feud with, and I don't remember why. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I love that man so very much. Jersey's own. God love him. And uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> hey, Lily, uh-huh? don't you have a new song out? I do. Let's, hey, let's listen to it. Do you want to tell us what it's called? Sure. Uh, this song is called Gardener. This week has taken place at night Nothing in the sky No planes passing by When the sun emerges I am baffled by its glare Gold dust in the air Mornings are unbearable I said to no Miss it when it's gone 
has bent me like a spine Vertebrae online Cracking more with time Heavy breaths and loneliness I'm thinking about you Sleep till afternoon I know what is tried and true Facing the reset Oh, we'll complete it It is very good. It's, thank you. Tell wow. us everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this song, this is one of the songs that was like a couple of years old. Um, but when I recorded it for the album, I kind of wanted to revisit what my intentions were for the album or for the song and what I like, what I was like, thinking and feeling when I when I like recorded it um so it like the song as it is on the album now is kind of I guess like on the surface it's very much like a like a big feelings kind of song (laughs) it's big emotions big um like uh like having feelings for somebody um and the way, but the way I wanted to, which are also like, you know, I'm not saying it's not that, but I think the way that I think of the song now, it's, I kind of feel it's more about me trying to um, reconnect with like the idea of music and songwriting Um when I wrote when I wrote the song, I was like uh, going through a pretty, I'll say like big heartbreak, I guess we'll say. So it was just like, yeah, um, having bad dreams, hate waking up in the morning, um, wish things turned out differently. Sucks. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. Um, but then, like, as I was like playing the song more and revisiting it and uh, thinking more about the meaning or like how I saw myself as 
uh, I'm going to put this in quotes, an artist. Um, I don't think you need to put yeah, that in quotes. I was going to say. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it. I, I don't know. Um, I'm just, a, I, I'm, oh no, I'm folding. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh no. You were protecting all of your vital organs from us from just saying that. I was armadilloing. <laughs> oh God. Um, I don't know. You can't see the full pose that I'm in and that's probably for the best. Um, but uh, yeah, I was like thinking a lot about when Mitski released um, Be the Cowboy and like the, like the, the husband or the like romantic interest in those songs she said were more like the idea of music and not mm-hmm. one particular person. So when I, when I like thought about that, I was kind of in a place where like, I felt disconnected from my identity as a musician and especially, you know, when everything is shut down and like the album that you worked really hard on, um, didn't like it, you're hyper-focused on where it didn't like succeed. And it like, it just, you start to feel really bad about that. And, you know, in retrospect, who fucking cares? <laughs> like I, who fucking cares about what that album did or didn't do. But, at the I mean, moment. I thought it was great. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I'm still proud of it. It's like a fantastic. I can't imagine being an artist in the middle of everything that was going on. I mean, even now too, but but two ish years ago. Like, I feel like you can't. I don't think a person can. There's just no way to have a like un like everything that was happening was tainted. So there's mm-hmm. <laughs> there's no yeah. And that that I can imagine is is really frustrating as a person who put all of that work into something and then didn't get to see it do what you wanted it, you know, to yeah. do to no fault of, you know. And yeah, yeah and especially like, you know, and I a, a lot of musicians and bands can feel the same way. It's like when you are cut off from, you know, playing live shows or traveling to other cities where you can like perform these songs that you're really Mm -hmm. proud of like when you can't do that anymore you kind of get this is going to sound crazy stuck in a really bad place right um you don't say yeah yeah i I think i'm really bold to be the first to say (laughs) (laughs) Um, people are talking about that not enough people are talking about it but uh like i was so hyper fixated on that so when i like was revisiting the songs for soft animal and thinking about my relationship with music and writing, I kind of wanted to approach it like Mitski did mm-hmm. uh, and be the cowboy where it was like about reconnecting with this side of you that you thought you lost and trying to rebuild that foundation. Um, so Gardner is kind of like a little piece of that mm-hmm. where I see it now as like, a song about trying to like get through a create, like trying, trying to like reclaim a creative process and like not forcing yourself to write, but kind of like pushing yourself to like, just play it, play a chord. (laughs) Uh, Like, like just play something like re reconnect with this. Um, And if you don't feel it, like, it'll come back to you someday, but like, this is not a feeling that's going to last forever. Um, Cause music should 
feel like a nourishing part mm-hmm. of who you are as a person if you are somebody who makes music. And I feel like I had lost sight of that after, or not after, but like throughout the course of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was very long-winded. No, that was beautiful. It's beautiful. That was really beautiful. And it, it's, uh, for a, a musician, it's just a fact. And then for anybody else listening, like that feels like such a perfect metaphor for anything else. Like everybody lost a whole lot of, you know, like, of the things that are supposed to be nourishing over the last couple of years. And it can be really hard to to reconnect with whatever that is for you, right? And so I think that that's, I know you weren't really giving that as, like, advice. Like, that's not what, but but at the same time, I think that's just, like, a really, I, I don't know, really, like, s- smart and also, like, uh, practical piece of advice, too, is just, like, just you know, let yourself kind of reconnect with that and, and, and let it be a good thing. I don't know. It's harder to do than, than not like I, I genuinely wasn't sure how I would ever write a song again after because, you know, like living through a a worldwide traumatic event, (laughs) not fun. No, um, (laughs) Makes you think about a lot of things. Uh, but, um, yeah, it, like, it, it felt like going through an, identi- an identity crisis, like, mm-hmm. kind of every other week. Mm-hmm. And I was also, like, I was also working at a grocery store. Um, I started working at a grocery store February of 2020. Oof. <laughs> so, was really not having a good time. Um, I, yeah, I can't imagine. But, uh, yeah, so it was just, like, burnout. And then it's actually interesting because the person who sings on the song with me, um, like, we had... I I ended up going to London because that's where my sister is. Um, And, like... He like we we hung oh, out. We can um, say, yeah, we can say who it is. Yeah, now. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm like this person. Um, so this is my friend Rob Taylor, um, or RN Taylor. Um, he is in Los Campesinos, and he also used to perform as Sparky Deathcap, um, which is very good. And I and he has uh, some new music coming out sometime soon, um, but. He's a very talented musician, really wonderful person, um, and was kind of left kind enough to lend his voice to this song. And uh, w- when we we got to hang out in London for a little bit, and we had this like conversation about the music industry and what being an artist means to just like us as people, and what it like what being a musician feels like. It just and I remember, like, you know, being in a new physical environment after, like, year after a year being trapped inside in Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> and uh, Jersey. Jeez. Not even in Jersey. What was Poor I thing. doing? Um, but, like, you know, you're in a new physical environment. So it's like, it, it felt like um, moss being pulled away from like a pipe and like <laughs> letting water flow. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm in a new place. There are new things to see. And then having this like really affirming conversation about art and music and the industry with a friend, it was like, 
felt really good. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like left, left that trip as like, okay, yeah, I, I like, I think I can do this again. Um, so when I decided to put Gardner on the album, I was like, I, I gotta have Rob sing on it. <laughs> His voice is very good. And it like, it just added like this depth to it that mm -hmm. I really wanted. Um, and then Marlene Bellissimo's violin arrangement was like out of this world. Gorgeous. She yeah. so nailed good. it. She sent me like 62 violin tracks. Holy shit. And I was like, this is insane. Like, it, and they're all perfect and they're all on the song. Um, but yeah, like I, I wanted to do something super different mm -hmm. that like than anything that long neck has ever done. And the way that like Marlene's violin parts came together and Rob's vocals came together. Um, and then my, you know, I just have like some guitar and like a little bit of mandolin in there, but like it just, everything came together the exact way that I wanted it to. And it just felt so reaffirming mm -hmm. and like hopeful yeah. too, in a way that I hadn't felt in a while. I I love that so much. Uh, reminder for our listeners. Gardner, it's the first single off of Long Neck's album, Soft Animal. Um, you can hear the song now on our podcast, but also I'm assuming on Bandcamp at this point and all the places yeah. where it'll be streaming then. it's We're just in the, in the past. So, um, But the album is due out on the 21st of this month on Plastic Miracles. Our friend Elise, um, Elise Oceanator's label. She was just tweeting about that today. People <laughs> calling people in bands last name of their band. Um, but we love Elise, so that's very exciting. She is officially in my phone as Elise, Elise Oceanator. Yeah, of course she is. Uh, mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I uh, verified that today. Uh -huh. That is how she's in there. Yeah. Nice. Um, nice. And so, um, yeah. Well, I mean, we're, we'll cover the album. We'll post it everywhere when it comes out. We'll make sure that here's yeah. about it. It'll also um, be out in the UK under specialist subject. Okay. Um which is, I'm very excited for it because it's they're a great cool. label. Yeah. That's very exciting. Um, so we'll link to everything. And if you, the listener, uh, can't wait for the album, uh, you have to. But uh, <laughs> sorry, you, you, can get, uh, you can get your long neck fix uh, by going to leftthedial.fm slash live. And slash scrolling long neck or oh, yeah. Yeah, slash long neck or scrolling all the way to the bottom of that live page because we did our second ever mm -hmm. I uh, did. Left the Die Live session and it Number was, two, baby. It was delightful. <laughs> it was delightful. It really is. It's such yeah, it's I say I say this about all of them, but it's one of my favorite sessions. It it's one of the ones that I go back to a lot. It's it's ah, very thank yeah. you. Um, I had a great time. We did too. We had no idea what we were doing. But it was you still did delightful. Great. I had I had a fantastic time. It was the first time I I, I had been back to Philly in a year. Oh. And it was great. Um Philly, well, <laughs> we're gonna have to have you back in now that we have proper lighting. And yeah, you didn't even get the green room. You haven't met the studio dog. I, I I see the studio dog. I love the studio dog. He's very good. He's perfect. Yeah, um, you have to come back with with your full band this time, and we'll do like a whole thing. It'll be great. Fine, I will. Uh, <laughs> I would love to. I would really love to. Yes. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll have your people call our people, and we'll <laughs> mm -hmm, figure it out. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, Phenomenal. In the meantime, do you want to let people know um, if you got stuff coming up, where they can find you, all the like podcast stuff, you know? Plug um, your shit. <laughs> I love plugs. Um, <laughs> so yeah, like uh, like Andrew and Kitsy said, um, 
uh, first single gardener is out now um soft animal the album comes out on plastic miracles and specialist subject on june 21st and uh yeah you can come to some of our shows i will update our link tree um <laughs> follow us on instagram and twitter at long neck Lass. um i have a podcast that i haven't recorded an episode of and uh, almost a year. Um, it's called the gospel bluth. It's about me and my friends forcing my friends to watch Don Bluth <laughs> movies. Um, in fact, the, uh, in fact, my, my friend Rob Taylor who sings on Gardner is on the episode about, uh, troll in central park, which is the worst movie Don Bluth has ever made. <laughs> so highly suggest listening to that because we had a weird time, uh, <laughs> but a good time. Um, and yeah, um, if you see me on the street, please be nice to me. Um, <laughs> if you want to hear the full album before it's out, uh, give me, uh, $250. Wait, did we uh, do that? No. Okay, now you got, y'all got the friend discount, which is free 99. <laughs> yes. My favorite price. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else, $250 or 1 million. Um, <laughs> your, choice. your choice your choice sliding scale uh-huh. there's got to be some wealthy benefactor out there who will venmo me a, a million dollars if um, only if only but i uh, love the idea of selling off early listens to your <laughs> album i think that is a genuinely good idea and more um, musicians should do it and like I, I don't know that I'd pay $250 to listen to something early for anybody, but I would pay Same. for some early access to... I would definitely join a band's Patreon to hear the album like a week oh, early. Oh, I guess that's just what Patreon is for a lot of people. Oh, huh? I guess that is a Patreon yeah. shit. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, if you want to join our Patreon... <laughs> hey, we have a Patreon. We we are not good at putting out content, but we're going to get better, <laughs> I swear. But uh, it, every dollar does help us continue to keep this podcast free and keep doing all the things that we do. So head on over to patreon.com slash left the dial FM. If you want to help support us and all the fun things that we do, I promise we're going to start putting all we, kinds of cool stuff. I up swear there. any day so now, many plans. any day now we're going to get better at it. But if you don't want to give us money directly, you can also support us and the bands we work with in our live sessions at including uh, long neck, including long neck at left the The proceeds from all those sessions is split 50, 50 with the bands. That's a great way to support us and the bands that you love, the bands that we love and Bandcamp also gets a cut. Cause that's just how that mm-hmm. works. Um, they deserve it. They work hard. Better than Spotify. I there ran out go. of shit to say, uh, we're left to the dial PC on Twitter and left to the dial FM on Instagram. You can find all our episodes, live sessions, interviews, album reviews. The list goes on at left to the dial.fm. As usual, you can catch me here every week and over at Chris Gethard's in Jersey is a world doing a bunch of different things, including our monthly residency at house of independence in Asbury park. Woo. I don't know what we're doing next because we just had our most recent one two days ago and it was probably crazy. We also have a Patreon. It's at, uh, New Jersey is the world. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at AQ Andrew Q. Kitsy, you're at Hey Kitsy. Hey, it's me. Um, on Twitter and Instagram. And I think that's everything. I think so too. Reminder pick up Soft Animal on the 21st of this month. And pick up a it's, Soft Animal anytime you want because that's just delightful. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. It's a really fantastic album. I'm so excited for people to hear it. Thank y'all. I'm, I'm so grateful that you wanted to hear it and chat and thank, like, 
yeah, I'm grateful for you to have me on. So <laughs> we're grateful that you're you. here. I'm grateful to also be. <laughs> I'm so grateful that everybody's grateful. This has I'm been grateful. left of the dial. I have been Kitsy. Andrea has been the actual host, but I'm taking over because we've been going so long and we need to end this podcast. Lily's been our guest. Thank you so much, Lily. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> and if I don't see you in a long, long while, I try to find you left of the dial. Left to the dark